Welcome to the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist, and the Dance Science Podcast intends to build connections and drive discussion on how we can improve our field and make dance science more normalized. Thank you for being here and please enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about what functional anatomy is and what my favorite apps are for teaching anatomy to our dancers. All right, we're going to get right into it. The first thing we're going to discuss here is what traditional anatomy is. Traditional anatomy is the way that we're used to growing up learning anatomy, okay? We probably all grew up just basically reading from a textbook, okay? It could be different for you depending on your experience, but for the most part, we basically were just reading textbooks, okay? What happens when we're just reading a textbook, one thing that happens is that we start to see the body as separate parts, right? You go to the chapter of the hip, okay? Then you go to the chapter of the shoulder, okay? And we start to get this like separation in our heads that the body is separate, okay? Another thing that happens is that we start to see the body as 2D because we're only seeing pictures on a page, right? So really our interpretation of anatomy does get a little bit skewed when we're only reading from a textbook, okay? Now, I'm not completely against textbook. I'm textbooks, okay? I'm not saying textbooks are bad. What I'm saying is for most people, I feel like they need to supplement with more than just a textbook. So I do think textbooks are helpful for many reasons, but I think most people need to supplement and especially dancers really should probably supplement, okay? Okay, so we talked about traditional anatomy and now we're gonna kind of go on the opposite end of the spectrum and talk about functional anatomy, okay? Functional anatomy takes into consideration all of the modern approaches in movement science, okay? So for two examples, things like fascia and things like the regional interdependence model, okay? For example, the regional interdependence model states that when one joint gets affected, something has to happen in another joint, okay? So that's why functional anatomy is much more in line with modern science is because it's taking these things into consideration, okay? So instead of seeing the body as separate joints like we would from a traditional standpoint, we're starting to blend modern science and we start to get a more realistic representation of how the body actually works, okay? The body is actually one interconnected kinetic chain, okay? And like we said before, when one joint gets affected, something has to happen in another joint. Now, this is why I said it's really important for us to be supplementing with more than just a textbook. Because like we said before, textbooks start to give us a skewed representation if we're not supplementing, and we start to see things as separate, and we start to see things as 2D. All right, so throwing in a little side note here in regards to functional anatomy, okay? So this little analogy really helped me in my learning process. So I figured, you know what? If it helped me, it might help some others out there as well. So basically, I've heard the functional anatomy approach being referred to as seeing the body as one pulley system. 
So literally imagining a pulley system that when one joint gets affected, like we've said many times, something has to happen in another joint. So there really is no separation. So now it's important to get into more specific information in regards to dancers and how dancers learn. For the most part, textbooks are really not enough for dancers, okay? Remember that they're movers and they need to be able to sense things from a variety of perspectives, okay? So again, I'm not sitting here saying textbooks are bad 100% of the time. All I'm saying is for the most part, I believe they need to be supplemented with other materials. When we're talking about teaching dancers anatomy, there's actually two layers that basically form a cake. The first layer, which is the bottom layer of the cake, if we're imagining a cake, are the basic terms. So this is when a dancer goes through basically all those foundational concepts like muscles, bones, organs, right? All of those basic terms. Then moving up to the second layer of the cake are more anatomical explorations, okay? The anatomical explorations give the dancers a chance to embody the concepts at a deeper kinesthetic level, okay? So you can kind of imagine in your head that without layer one, which are the basic terms, they really can't have a successful layer two because they won't really be able to make sense of what body part is what, right? So the two layers really go hand in hand with each other and it's important that we're really nurturing both of these layers in our classes. Okay, so just to get into a little bit more about what the anatomical explorations actually are, okay? So remember, this is a chance for the dancers to embody the concepts at a deeper level. So this is when all of those light bulbs really start to click, right? This is when all of their internal circuits really start to move and the patterning really starts to come together neuromuscularly. When we're talking about explorations, we're talking about the dancers turning internally and giving them an opportunity to really explore what's happening in their own bodies. So what do I like to supplement with, okay? I'm gonna list a few ideas that I like to supplement for both layers of teaching dancers anatomy. So some of those ideas are flashcards, which I currently sell my own flashcards on my website. You can play memory games with them. There's a lot of really great ideas. You can have anatomy posters and you can play games with these posters in class. You can purchase a skeleton model, which I do wanna make a note I think there's this misconception out there that you have to purchase a full-size skeleton model, which is definitely not the case. There are a lot of smaller options out there, and there's even models of just specific areas of the body. For example, I have one of the spine and the hip, and I have it on my Amazon storefront. I talk about that one a lot because it's a really nice small one that you can carry around, and it's really, really great for ballet classes for teaching things like turnout. So just a little side note on skeleton models that there are actually a wide range of options. And the last one that I have on here are anatomy apps. And we're gonna get into what my favorite app is and why. All right, so now we're gonna get into what my favorite anatomy app is, okay? So keep in mind that I've tried a lot of apps over the years and I've experimented with a lot of online resource platforms for teaching anatomy, okay? So I do feel like I have a pretty good idea of what ones out there are better and which ones out there are just not really worth it. 
My personal favorite is called Visible Body. You may have heard me talk about Visible Body because I've shouted them out on a lot of my posts, okay? First, I want to highlight that Visible Body is not just one app, okay? It's actually a full website, okay? So on their website, you can find their list of apps, and I'll tell you which one that I use. They have blogs on there for free. They have teaching resources, like things like flashcards. They just have a full website for teaching anatomy more realistically, right? More in line with our modern idea of how the body works, right? So this is why Visible Body is my favorite, is because it's a really comprehensive platform. Now, my personal favorite app from Visible Body is called Human Anatomy Atlas, so a little bit more information about Visible Body here, okay? So first I wanna point out to you that if you'd like to learn more information, you can first head over to their website, which is just visiblebody.com. But what I recommend even more is following them on their Instagram page, which is visible period body. So that's their Instagram page, okay? The reason why I recommend you follow them on their Instagram is because they're literally posting little samples of what their apps actually look like. So you're literally getting a sneak peek into what the apps are and what the platform is all about. So you're really, really getting to see exactly what you would see on the app, okay? And they do detail in their bio that what they use, the type of technology that they use, is 3D and AR technology, okay? To really enhance people's understanding of anatomy, physiology, and biology. So it's really, really amazing. All right, so I think a nice way to kind of put all of this information together from today is if I give a little sample idea of how I would use the Human Anatomy Atlas right in my dance class, okay? The first thing I wanna note here is that we shouldn't really view anatomy teaching as losing technique time, okay? This is my personal opinion that we should not be viewing it as losing teaching time, okay? Because if you actually know dance science and if you actually know anatomy, you probably would agree with me that the benefits of teaching them this anatomy lesson is actually going to maximize what you're trying to teach them in their technique class, right? If you're really trying to improve their leaps, for example, I could bet you a lot of money that these small anatomy lessons, if you understand anatomy, right, these small anatomy lessons are going to go a really, really long way. And I'm not just talking short term, right? I'm not just talking about improving the leap in six weeks, which is great. I'm also talking about long term benefits that you're also going to see in your dancers, okay? So we really need to shift the way that we're viewing teaching anatomy and teaching dance science because it's not a loss of time in my opinion. All right, so a little sample lesson plan here. Sometimes I like to think of the end product, okay? So let's say, for example, I'm really trying to improve my student's turnout. Let's say in a pirouette, for example, holding that turned out passe position, okay? So sometimes I like thinking about that end product, okay? So Obviously, when we're talking about turnout, we're talking about the muscles surrounding the hip, but there's also other things happening throughout the body that are also helping in that instance, right? 
So basically, I would form a little class around turnout, and I would use the Human Anatomy Atlas app to show them the actions of hip external rotation, right? And then we would kind of go back and forth. We would do a little bit of movement explorations, and then we would kind of go back to the app. And then maybe I would throw in some partner explorations because that's really going to help seal in a lot of these concepts as if they can watch especially if their peers make mistakes and fix the mistakes, the dancers actually gain a lot from watching their peers make mistakes, okay? So there's a lot of little things that I would do in there to make sure that the lesson is really dynamic. So a few more teaching tips here on how I would personally approach this movement exploration. Remember, we're trying to improve our dancers' turnout in this example. Specifically, we were talking about turned out passes, okay? So I would also throw in a few other supplementary materials. So I wouldn't just focus only on the app. I would also try to bring in the skeleton model. I would also try to show them some posters. We could play some flashcard games. We could also play some memory games, okay? And I also might throw in some strength training exercises in there as well and kind of go back and forth. And it's kind of like a question and answer as well. Like, you know, how does how does that one feel? You know, what did you feel on your right side? You know, did you feel anything different on your left side? Right. A lot of questions can go really far away with our dancers in this instance, because, again, we're giving them that autonomy over their bodies and they can really start exploring their own kinesthetic sense. Okay, a little quick side note here. If you're really, really interested in the topics that I've been discussing today, and if you really want to learn more about how to really apply both of these layers of teaching dancers anatomy, I would highly recommend reading this specific article. This article is called Anatomy for Dance and Expanded Design, okay? This is an article that I've cited several, several times on my posts, so you may have actually already heard of it. The author's last name is Pengali with a P, okay? And this is in the Journal of Dance Education, which remember is by NDO, which is the National Dance Education Organization, okay? So I just wanted to point out this article. Now we're gonna talk a little bit about why this article is so great in my opinion, okay? Basically, the foundation of this article is it's trying to propose a new way for us to be teaching our dancers anatomy, right? A little bit more of an embodied experience for our dancers where they're not just sitting and reading from a textbook, okay? So something it talks about is that dancers will be able to transfer some of those scientific concepts better to their dance skills if they're able to embody it at a deeper kinesthetic level. Now, who's ready to hear what my favorite part of this article is? My favorite part of this article is that it's very, very specific, okay? She's not just talking about general surface level information here, right? She's not just saying, yep, anatomy is important. Yep, anatomy is important. No, she literally gives examples of lesson plans on how she would actually implement this sort of embodying movement exploration, so I just think it's a really great opportunity for us to see a, basically an example of how she takes her dancers through this sort of experience. All right, everybody, let's take some time to just kind of summarize what we talked about in today's episode. We started with traditional anatomy and how we were probably taught anatomy from a young age, right? Things are seen as separate and we kind of get a distorted representation. 
Then we moved into what functional anatomy is, right? Which functional anatomy takes into consideration the more modern approach to viewing the body as one interconnected kinetic chain. Then we moved into dancer-specific needs and how we can be teaching our dancers anatomy using those two layers of the cake. Next, we moved into supplementary ideas for teaching both layers of anatomy to dancers. Lastly, we finished with what my favorite app is and what I like about Visible Body so, so much. And then I gave you guys a little bit of a sample lesson plan on how I would teach in a lesson on turnout. Okay, one more quick side note regarding the sample lesson plan that I provided today. Obviously, I know that the example that I used was turnout, which is heavily ballet-centered, okay? Yes, I know this. Now, realize that ballet is actually where my heart is, okay? 95% of what I teach are ballet classes, okay? So when I'm giving examples a lot of the times, honestly, my mind goes straight to ballet as examples, okay? But please feel free to not use that as like a definite thing that you have to use. If that makes sense, you can just take the general idea of how I use turnout as an example, okay? You can use the same applications and the same methods and you can just move it into the step that you want to work on, right? Or the style that you predominantly teach, okay? So please just use this as like general ideas and general strategies, okay? It's not necessarily saying you have to use the same exact thing that I did. All right, another little side note that I'm going to throw in here, friends, because it's very relevant to this conversation here, is that I recently published a blog with NDEO, okay? NDEO is the National Dance Education Organization, and I am currently involved. I am a member of their advocacy committee, and I am also a judge for their NHSDA awards, okay? So I recently published a blog with them actually just in February of 2023. So whenever you are listening to this podcast, note that you can find this blog, okay? So how you find it is that you first navigate to their website, which is just ndo.org, and then you have to click their learn tab, okay? It's under their learn section, and the blog is called Behind the Curtain Blog. And my specific blog post is titled From Ballerina to Scientist, Teaching Dance Science as a Way of Advocating for Dance Education. Okay, So first, I give a little bit of background on why dance science can be used as a way of advocating for dance education, Okay, especially with young dancers who I see being left out a lot of the times. Okay. And then I actually walk through five little strategies or five little sections on how I personally like to implement dance science in this lens, okay? I give lists, I give examples, I give lesson plan examples. So I highly, highly urge you to take a look at this blog post, again, if this conversation interests you, because it basically is another way of summarizing what we talked about here today. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist, and if you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review. You can also rate the episode, or you can also just shoot me a DM on Instagram. 
Again, thank you for being here with me today, friends, and I look forward to seeing you in my next episode.